Oh yeah, well, uh, warning, this episode contains adult language, mature situations, jack-o'-lance in an awesome white suit, uh, RV from hell, sliced alone talking much more eloquently, an awesome chatterbox girl Russell, a gun boot, and a sexy, sexy Terry Hatcher. This is Fancy News Advice. I am the law. Episode 49! What not to do in prison. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Sparkin' Movie Review. This is your host, Zan, saying, What's up? Konnichiwa! Pikachu! Beer. Beer, money, hookers, dancing. <laughs> and what topic are we doing today, Mr. Zan? Yes, yes, as you can guess, we have returned for another fun filled episode. And also, you can see who is here today, but. It is I. It is me. It is the only one that can do the cheap impersonations of Antonio Banderas and make sure you get that microphone in focus because I am trying to talk here. It is I, Baz. Oofies. Yes, we are all here. We are in a good mood because we are back again after a very long hiatus for things going on including weather, temperatures, and other various horrible things. Like those of us with shitty jobs. Yes, and other things that we do, including buying snuff films. Wait, no, 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 no not snuff films. Uh, uh, is there something you want to tell us, Mr. Zahn? Uh, no, 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 of course not. No, 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 no. Let me put this on in a paper bag over here. Okay. Uh, next so. to this 40 I have. <laughs> Dude, is is that kitty porn? No. You know, I had this interesting time where I actually had my wife, who doesn't want to dance worth this crap, decide she wants to go dancing. And I said to her, honey, I have no money to do it. So what's the next best way we can go with this? So she said, how about we watch a movie? And I said, great. And then you suggested seeing this movie. No, I, said, I didn't sure. suggest it. It was told to us by the one, the only... But we'll get to that in a moment, because first we should give all our information. Of course, remember, you can check out any of our early episodes at www.sparkin.com. You can email us at sparkin at gmail.com, zan at sparkin.com. Baz What he said, but basically with me. Yes. And... Ditto! 
Because we can't keep up with how fast he talks. Exactly. And remember, talk really fast with for those who are joining us for the first time, either way, Spire can decide that provides information and reviews about connectly enhanced narratives. This is our secondary podcast where we talk about movies, and we also have the Spire can manga review where we talk about mangas, graphic novels, comic books, and any other random things. We also have the Spire can video game review coming out soon. We're a little behind schedule because there are so many good games coming out, including Modern Warfare 3 bum, and bum. Arkham Asylum and Halo 10th Anniversary. That doesn't count because we've already played Halo enough. It's the same thing. Darkness 2. Darkness 2. Dar- it's very good. But that's later on. It's in the future. But I did, and I'm happy about this one. And I saw it on a video game console, which one I will not specify because it's on all, basically, two of them. Grand Theft Auto. Cinco! Cinco, Cinco. Nueve dos, nueve dos. But we'll get into that in a bit because those are all new, 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 new things for that podcast. Also, we have another one, the segue, but we're coming up with that, and that's still in the pipeworks. But... Either way, if you let's get on to the subject because we're kind of on a little bit of a time constraint because of things happening, many things. I gotta get to work early in the morning, so I can care less anymore. Uh, anyway, but anyway, it doesn't matter. So remember from the last episode of the Spire can movie review, we spun, we rolled the one, the only, the Dota Key Journal of Movies, and it dictated us by reviewing a movie which actually has been nominated for three Razzies. It got Ooh. a thirty-nine percent on Rotten Tomato. Wow. Let me suppose this movie is terrible. And it was what? And it was directed by Andre Konkalovsky. No, Konkalovsky. Whatever. It was made in 1989 and he's done such horrible or good movies as uh I've never heard of any of these movies before. Oh, yeah, he did music videos. He's done nothing except well, he's done a lot he's of done shit. Done music videos though. Give him some credit for that one. I know he didn't do Michael Jackson Thriller. That was another person. So he did a bunch of stuff that we cannot even read. And well, he did The Inner Circle. Stuff mm. we've never heard of. And it was produced by Peter Goober. <laughs> Goober. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, I don't know why I'm laughing. He's making a hell of a lot more money than I am. Sadly, yes. But either way, this movie is actually starring Sylvester Stallone, Kurt Russell, Terry Hatcher, in a very young Terry Hatcher where she doesn't sound old and grizzled and creepily cougarish. Before the Lois hey, and Clark hey, days. Hey, 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 hey. There's nothing wrong with cougars. No, there's nothing wrong with cougars, but, but she, she was a kitten. No, but now, she, but now Terry Hatcher sounds. Argh. She sounds like a bad smoker. Her oh. voice has gotten too throaty. She used to sound really like in this movie. She it's because she hit puberty. Up until no. the age of forty, she sounded like she was ten. That's what happens when you become a death brick. Housewife. And there's several other people in this movie which we could remember, including James. You have to mention James. Yes. Well, we'll get to him in a moment. But this movie actually. Was above budget. It was a success, even though they said it was horrible. And as you said, it was released actually two, two days before Christmas. Yeah, which is kind of weird because it had nothing to do with Christmas at all. But anyway, it is one, the only Tango and Cash. Yes, a movie which most of you don't even know what the fuck it's about. Shame on you. Shame, especially shame, if shame. you're into Stallone movies. Yes, it's a good Stallone movie, but more importantly, it's a good Kurt Russell. Action movie. Yes, yes. It is. But it is not age well. It's got that 80s fashion, those 80s pizza boxes, those 80s 
phones and those, those 80s hairdos. I mean, did you yes. see the size of Terry Hatcher's hair? No, no. The, no, the no. Hair did you good. check the mullets? Yes, the, the mullets. mullets. You, dude, it has to be a mullet in an 80s film. Well, kind of. It, yeah. Late 80s, early 90s mullets were the biggest thing. No, this was the renegade um, Lorenzo Lamas yes. mullet of justice that Kurt Russell was rocking. Do you know he was in a TV show on Nickelodeon, which I won't mention at this time? That's and he still carried the mullet. Yes. Yes. Because the, the mullet is a religious icon. Yes. yes. It's it's not just for rednecks no, anymore. No, it's business on the front and party in the back. Yes, it is. I can't believe you use that cheesy ass <laughs> advertisement. <laughs> because it's the truth. It's the truth. It is. I won't lie. I did sport the mullet back in the late 80s, early 90s. I could say I have never had the mullet and I never will. I Dude. had a fro. Don't look at me. Dude. <laughs> I'm not even going to go there. All I got to say is this. And I won't say it over the air because Mr. Zahn and I have this mutual respect thing. If we want to humiliate each other that bad, we'll do it in private, not in public. No, you're talking about the, the, the fuzz. That's no. different. Oh, no. the Hitler mustache no. I had? No, no. Yes, I had a Hitler mustache no, at one point. No, no, It goes back to the black and white early Chinese mystery, even though it was not played by an actual Chinese person. Oh, you're talking about when I was going for the Fu Manchu. That did- went for it. And I failed horribly because of the fact that people said, it's a stupid look. It looks bad. Hey, there's a guy who drives through who has a Fu Manchu, a white guy. He looks fucking damn good, and I'm going to get that Fu Manchu. One day. No. (laughs) You will not get the Fu Manchu. Somewhere over the rainbow. You will get Fu, but no man. One day you'll and see. And you'll get the chew. One day you'll see me yes. now. How Fu Manchu? You'll be like, how the hell did you do that? Dude, like, I, Big Show's Rogaine. one of the better Fu Manchu than you. Rogaine. It may help. No. Anyway, it won't. No, no, no. It was also because of the fact that someone did. It made me keep it a specific length. But that person's no longer involved, so it doesn't matter. No, it don't matter, dude. You can't sport the chew. Anyway, no, Chewbacca anyway, sported the chew anyway, better than you. Anyway, <laughs> we're getting off topic severely. At least I didn't have the old. Old-fashioned handlebar mustache. Hey, hey, hey. No, I'm talking about the big burly one. Oh, the uh, the old ones you can do the Canadian trailing? movie. No, the one with the that goes into the it's the the full handlebar mustache which goes up going into the old mutton chop. Yeah, look. I know what you're talking for about. For the record, folks, the facial hygiene is not a topic of our little review today, so we apologize for any inconvenience. Even though, if you think about it, that one guy had pretty bad. Bad mustache in the beginning in the opening Dude, sequence. Dude, that was yes. like a caterpillar yes. on his face. Wow. No. I haven't seen one of those since the 70s porno days of freaking Ron Jeremy. Yeah, and that guy is random actor and number this- seven. Actually, no, who is it? It's Jeffrey Lewis, actually. Yes. And I'm sorry to say, he had some stains on his mustache that Ron Jeremy never had in his porno career. Yes, and what is this movie about? It's about two cops. One from. Gee, a cop movie in the 90s, or in the 80s, I should say. How original. But it's two cops who are framed for a crime they didn't commit. And they have to solve the crime of what happened while dealing with their complete attitude. Because one cop is straight-laced. And he's well-to-do and intelligent. And he's very uptown. And meanwhile, the other cop is... He's a ghetto cop. He's the kind of cop you would find in Harlem. No, wait, like wait, Daddy. let me take that back. You wouldn't find him in Harlem because he was white. I'm sorry. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. no. They, they, got got Harlem, they got a couple they of them. They got a couple of them. They do, yes. And they're the completely psycho... <laughs> We won't mention the other movie, but you can figure out from uh, Two Cops, one movie, and Psychopaths, who's done some religious movies too, directing them. But we'll go on to another topic, yes. But it's the, <laughs> it's the two cops who can't get along, getting together, 
trying to get out of prison. Wait, we- wait, let me get this straight. So, two cops who don't get along. Boy, did that lead into some movies in, the, in that era. I don't know what well, movies. Well, well, those movies are know. for another time. Those are for Buddy Cop Movie Month. Mm-hmm. Which we'll eventually get into. Eventually. Oh, God. That sounds horrible. That does not, especially talking with this movie, two buddy cops. No, you want a buddy Working out of California, no, no, no less. you want a buddy cop movie with Sylvester Stallone. And why are all buddy cop movies based in California? I mean, if you're no, going to go no, Because there, New York would never do that no, shit. No, no. There's several which are based no, in New no, York. No, 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 no. There was one. Showtime. It was New York. No, it wasn't. It was, that that was California. I rest my case. I take I retract my statement. But there. Nope, I can't even use that one. That was California too. They're all in California. Starsky and Hutch was Chicago, but that's a different story. Anyway, nope, wait, that was California. Never so, mind. like we said, there are two different people. There's Which Ray Tango and Gabriel Cash. Ray Tango, played no. by Sylvester Stallone, surprisingly, is the straight lace, and he talks very eloquently in this movie, as opposed to. No, dude, no, no. If you're gonna do it, fine. You, you do. You're you gonna do it. do it like this, man. Like, Let you say I am the law. Hey, yo, Adrian. I'm shooting a gun now. Now he's Mickey. Sounds... Yeah. Now he sounds more grizzled. He sounds like, Yo, I'm Mickey. Yo, are you still there? Yo, Adrian. Might as well like, Adrian, I need to speak to my stockbroker to order some more sugar. And throughout this whole movie, nope, you don't nope, see his lip nope. curve. Oh, sugar, sugar went up. His lip is not curved through the movie as opposed to Rocky. Yes, his lip doesn't curve since he was never punched in the face effectively. Yes. And, well, we could, we're not going to, since we could go through the whole movie, we're not going to. The movie, overall, is... This movie was badass, in my opinion. It's I mean, a stereotypical maybe movie. It's a stereotypical movie, but it was a badass movie. A lot of people bashed it. I personally thought it was one, a really, as far as comedy, it was actually good on the money. As far as action, I was not displeased whatsoever. As far as the casting goes, I thought it was brilliant, too. But the question is, was this the first Buddy Cop movie? No. no, it's not, actually. No, it is not. Wow. Freebie and the Bean. Yes. Freebie and the Bean. I did not know that was a buddy cop movie. Yes, it was. Yes, it was. It's a terrible buddy cop movie with James Caan and Alan Arkin. Bad movie. I've seen it. But Alan Arkin and them, they have good chemistry. Thank God have I was good, only uh, two years old for that movie. Chemistry. They have good chemistry. And this movie, they have a good chemistry, and surprisingly, the majority of the film takes place in the prison. No. It's a cop movie. What do you expect? No, the bulk of it, the middle part. It takes a lot of it in the prison. And it's actual storyline in the see, prison. I, it's I not disagree. Just I kind of think it, the movie itself was well balanced out as far as scenes go because you had some rooftop scenes, you had some uh, club scenes, you had some highway scenes, then you had some prison scenes. So kind of, in a sense, like, yeah, the prison scene was a little bit more prolonged than the other scenes, but, yeah, but you did have a it really was a good well chase scene, which kind of takes away from... Well, the, the beginning of the movie, if you want to count that no, one scene. Yeah, well, because with most Black Panther films, it's pretty formulaic. A lot of you can guess what happens. The villain is surprisingly played by one of the greatest character actors ever, Jack Palance, who you may know from Batman 1986. If you believe it or not. Yes, he played, uh, like, Jack, you're my number one guy. But, yeah, Jack Palance, you have a lot of other people, including James Hong. Yes. A young James Hong in this movie. There's no such thing as a young James Hong. He's looked 60 since he was 10. But that doesn't matter because James Hong is awesome. We all remember him from the first time he worked with Kurt Russell in Big Trouble in Little China acting as David Lopin. Now this really pisses me off to no end. Which was a great movie. Yes, awesome it is. movie, yes. But also, it's the second time he's actually worked with another of these characters. And who am I speaking about? I'm talking about Brian James, who... For those of you who don't know, Brian James, he was in a little movie called Blade Runner, and he actually has the most interesting role in the beginning because he plays the replicant. Leon. He's in a lot of movies that a lot of people aren't aware of, but he's done some pretty good roles. For he's a character roles. actor, mainly. Yeah. 
You see him and you're just like, oh, it's it's that guy. And then you just kind of ignore He was an enemy of mine. He was in Cherry 2000. He was in the Fifth Element. Where he plays Corbin Dallas's old commanding officer and ends up frozen in Corbin Dallas's locker through a hysterical circumstance. Still, it, he just does a lot of stuff. Like, we of should course, tr- California movie. No, it's not. Fifth Element is in the California movie. It takes place, no, in, New- takes place in New York City. That must have been Greenwich Village then. Which was actually our no. first episode of the Spark and Movie Review. Very interesting topic. But... Overall, the movie has a lot of interesting aspects in it. It has a Q character in it who actually creates a lot of interesting devices named Owen, played by Michael J. Pollard. You always see him as that creepy little short guy. I don't think he's creepy. I think he's just misunderstood. I've always found his acting to be well made, especially for the roles that he's played. He's yes. kind of creepy looking. I mean, the only way I really remember him from was in Scrooged, when he played the homeless guy who dies. Uh, really? That's the only thing you can think of? Yeah. And this... Uh, he was horrible. in a couple others. I'm trying to remember the one movie he, he was in. I hope he burns you if he ever watches or listens to his reviews. No, what other movies was he in? Because there was a movie that I've seen him in. He was in Bonnie and Clyde. He was in The Russians no. Are Coming. No, not that one either. He was in House of a Thousand Corpses. Which was good. good. Well, decent, in my opinion. And he played Mr. Mixius Pidlick in the Superboy show. Yes. Overall, what can we say about the movie? The film was shot pretty generic. It's a pretty generic buddy cop film. All things there aren't any really... Super. Except they did leave one thing out of the equation. You had, I repeat, a good cop chase. There's always been a good cop chase in everybody. No, cop movie. this movie didn't have. We just said that, uh, but it does have one interesting fact. Terry Hatcher's introduced as having an argument with Stallone, and you think when you first see him, you think, oh, okay, they're either a married couple or their boyfriend girlfriend or something of that nature. And it turns out, no, I disagree because if you really pay attention to the beginning of the movie when uh, she visits him at the police station, you can establish the whole relationship deal as far as how they are concerned because there's certain things that they say that doesn't make it sound like they're married. Yeah, I thought more along the lines, like I said, you know, it's father-daughter type relationship because he seems to be more protective of her than anything. Right. Mm, True. But it turns out that they're actually brother and sister, which makes a whole love triangle thing going on because Kurt Russell wants to... Bone his sister. Yes. But also... Of she course. was hot back. I mean, hell, even though she's the, still hot now. Yeah, she is still, still hot now. Hot. But back in that time period, where her hair was like five miles long, it was like, okay, if I can find my way through this, like the jungles of Vietnam, I can actually get to there, and it's still worth the time and effort. Wow, I don't believe I just said that. Some places of fro just shouldn't exist. But you know what? This is the kind of movie where a lot of people would either call it B-rated or a classic, or wow, I just got nothing better to do, but it was, it, it, the, the action and the drama and the whole, ins- it, it didn't put you to sleep. It was like you got into the movie. Yeah. It, there was no real slow paces to the movie. I mean, there was a kind of dull points to it where they were explaining storyline. The exposition scenes were not yeah. that bad, though. I mean, because right. yeah, all the exposition it wasn't like scenes were crazy. slow, where it's like, oh, okay, well, can we fast forward right. this? It was just, you know, okay, this is what's going on. It was and then it got right back to the story. For, like, if you want to consider it a B-rated, B-rated movie, it's the kind of thing where it's like, okay, it dragged, but they kept it to where it's like, drag, okay, now let's get to the point of the movie. And that's one good thing about this movie. It's like, if it, if it did drag, it didn't last too long, and it brought your interest back up, and you want to continue watching it. So that good, as far as like script writing is concerned, good part on the director. Yeah, it goes well. The there's a lot of little choice scenes in it. There's a super truck, which for no reason is in the movie. It's just and you always have to have a super truck. Exactly. Don't get Rufus mad. It's the super truck. You do not fuck with the super truck. Well, sorry, super RV from hell, which sounded kind of like a which the devil owns the pink slip for, which sounded like a. How would you just, I mean, how would you describe it? It sounded like a car 
Like a DeLorean. Back in, yeah. It sounded like a DeLorean. Yeah. Who cares? We're insured. That's true. Besides that, I just really, I don't know. Just the torture scenes to... even were interesting. Yes. The, yes, you had a torture scene with two protagonists being held up and tortured in the prison, because obviously two cops going into prison, that's really not a good idea. But, funny thing, going off tangent again, is you had the two roommates. Now, one oh. roommate was played by <laughs> everyone's favorite back area actor, Clint Howard. You may know him from the Fist of the North Stars live action movie as Stalin. Or you just know him as Apollo a real... thirteen. He also yes. did Apollo thirteen. That's the only movie where he looked like a non, where he looked like a human being. Most times he's like, he looks like a chud. He looks like you find him looking out. Quasimodo. You see him looking You see him looking outside of a, out of a, a Actually, manhole. Actually, he was also in uh, Rock and Roll High School, if I'm correct. Yes, he was as a creepy as a creepy scary person. But he had a kick ass van. Yes, he did. Yes, because he's a pedophile. He, he's still the point. <laughs> he hangs out with Pedal Bear, and Pedal Bear's freaked out by him. But he Pedal still Bear's not freaked out. out, he just chills in the back. Dude, you could be the biggest <laughs> pedophile on the planet, and be the biggest scumbag in the world, and the gnome-looking creepy. But as long as you got that kick-ass van, the ladies will be there for you. Even if they are only 12. 12 back in the <laughs> Boy, this is making my seven holes bit look like a freaking nothing now. White Castle, anyone? I want a Crave case. <laughs> Um, but Glenn Howard, known as Slinky because he has a Slinky, ends up being Sylvester Stallone's bitch. Then the other. No, uh, oh wait, can bitch, I just say something? Beyonce. Can I just say something for all those? And this is way off topic, but you got it. This will make you think and probably pop in. This is through a video game reference, and I'm sorry, you probably already know it. If not, I'm gonna say it, and you're gonna be like, "You bastard!" And from hell, I fucking hate you. But if you ever notice, the Slinky song kind of sounds like the Journeyman National Anthem. Yes, play your Call of Duty, folks, and pop in that World at War, and then play as the Germans and win the game. And if you win, listen to the theme. Then you'll just start singing. It goes downstairs and over the chairs. It makes an inky, singing sound. A spring, a spring, and or anything. Everyone knows it's Slinky. A Slinky, a Slinky, a wonderful, wonderful toy. A Slinky, a Slinky, it's good for a girl and a boy. And if that doesn't sound like the German National Anthem people, I don't know what does. Just replace Slinky... With machine gun. Now that we have offended all of our German listeners, <laughs> uh, that's good. Yes, that's it's that good. That's boot. Now, what was the name of? No, Volkswagen. Tremor. Who was it? Frankfurter. We're going to hell. Uh, and th- then there was also you got to remember the Rammstein. <laughs> Dude, that's an awesome group. Anyway, I'm sorry, ba- I'm sorry, Zon. I can't even remember who the hell I'm talking to anymore. I just called Zon Boz. I don't know. Multiple uh, personalities. Yeah. Yes. But as I was saying, um, the other cellmate... Just gotta hurry this up. All I know is he's big. Yes. He's very big. And he scares me. He scares anybody. Right. But he's like... I, if I can remember what other movie is, like one of those big guys that you look at him, he's like super intimidating until he like starts crying on you. Not a Michael Clark Duncan either. This guy you actually feel sorry for. That this really, really big dude who you see in all these movies is his roommate. And you see, like, Clint Howard. No, the thing is, this fat guy, is when you first see him, he's on the bottom bunk. You think, <coughs> okay, mm-hmm. Kurt Russell's going to get the top bunk. Good luck with that one. No, fat dude's on the top bunk, sleeping, and then Kurt Rips Russell... Rips <laughs> Yeah, be far too Rips ass! The whole freaking bunk was, like, touching his Kurt Russell's stomach. It was like, how the hell did the thing actually hold up? 
I think it it's was because the prisons back then were built to last. Not like the shitty little prisons we have today. I'm telling you, them bunk beds are freaking frames like solid, man. Dude, the highway department doesn't have back strong material. Then it was solid steel and cast iron. Hmm. Uh, but there was it's a little funny gag. The other major character we I remember is the Jaw. Yes. Who is the big prota- antagonist in the prison, the bad guy in the prison. And you know, and if you've ever seen Dick Tracy, this guy's jaw was bigger than his. Robert Dazar. Yes, and he just has a... Oh, Zadar. He's he's known because he has a fucked up chin. Fucked up chin? He has a fucked up face. And for the most part, he's a producer. Yes, surprisingly. (laughs) And he's good at it. Overall, the movie has... It's got a really crappy soundtrack. Poison's in it, and... Well, no, 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 no. Alice Cooper did the song Poison, and I think that song was badass back in the day. But for this movie, I don't think it really worked. Bad English. It was an alright However, the closing theme was typical... Don't go by Yazoo. Who the hell is Yazoo? No, Mm. but the closing theme, Harlem Nocturne, worked really well, because it is one of those songs... I mean, it wasn't, no, the song from the end of Commando. It wasn't that good. Like, you know, uh, feeling love. But it was it was pretty good. It was a peppy, cheery, okay, the good guys won kind of a ending. Yeah, it was one of those, hey, we kicked ass, we took names, let's go get a beer type song. Yeah, but, go, but you know what? It kind of reminded me of one of those like early 80s high school movies at the end where it's like everything's happy and cheery and you just, everything's no, all good in the it, world of it, happiness. No, no, it wasn't happy and cheery. They just agreed that, you know, he could sleep with his sister. No, but it's a happy ending because unlike mm-hmm. with the one movie which came out, the A-Team... The characters who broke out of prison don't go back to prison. True. Which is one thing which I'd say A-Team got that right. Kind of like something like an ending for like a movie called Big Business. But that's a girly movie that we won't get into now. Mm, never heard of that movie. You never... It was actually good. It's another. But like I said, it's just... The movie's got its ups and downs. Uh, do you have any favorite parts in the movie? Yes. Oh, God. If you want to go... I've got something. My favorite part from the movie... There is a semi-chase scene when they're in the parking garage. There are some things you just don't interrupt. <laughs> a guy getting some ass is one of those things. Uh, it doesn't matter. It's California. That's an everyday occurrence yes, for them. But it's funny watching that chick pop up. Like, what the hell's going on? And see a big-ass Mack that's for those that are, coming at her. That's for those that are just like, okay, I'm starting to fall asleep. Oh, boobies! There you go. Yes. Yep. yep. My favorite scene, believe it or not, is when they caught up with What's-His-Face, tied him up to the antenna, and they put the grenade in his mouth, and it just, Stallone was going bad cop, horse cop scenario. Uh. And it's like, okay. And he just, Kurt Russell's like, you know what, it's a beautiful day, it's not raining, and there's a puddle under him. That kind of a line. It's like, yep, that's right. Yeah. For me, best scene, I think, is gonna be the actual first torture sequence. Which is the interrogation of the yeah, world. Yeah, that was cool. Because ah, yes. it's one of those things where you, you, could, not do, you could not actually. do that anymore. Actually, I do have a second favorite scene Go that was it. not mentioned, and I'm going to mention it. i gotta give, I got to say it, even though it's not a topic of this review, but I'm going to say it anyway. To Wong Fu, Kurt Russell. You know what's sad? He looks I've good seen in the dress. From the, le- from the waist <laughs> down? It was like, wow, he actually looks good as a woman. And then you see his face, you're like, oh my god. But the thing is that that's like actually why he was he was um, nominated for a Razzie in 89, which is pretty bad. Well, it depends on who's giving the Razzie. Mm, it could have been the chick who was just pissed at, you know, he looked better. Like, his legs look better than mine. Fuck you, Kurt. <laughs> oh, boy. But... Alright, so for those who don't know, we have a five-point rating system now for how we rate our movies. Now, our lowest rating is Protest wow. Outside Your Local Red Box. 
So Norman Reynolds is reprehensible. Dude, that is like an impressive colorization. To our to our highest rating, which is really, really, really fucking cool. If you do not buy this now, your brain will freeze, your eyes will swell, and your soul will be forfeit to the ninth layer of hell. Will be forced to watch episode one for all eternity while Jar Jar Binks massage your soul, just saying. Meanwhile, Jack Palance laughs at you maniacally while talking that you're a rat that he's going to put into a small crevice, which we will not speak of. Yeah. Drinks, anyone? Um, so, what would you give out of our five-point ratings? What would you give this movie, Rufus? Uh, it, it's hard to say because some aspects of make it a really good movie. Some aspects make it an okay movie. So, I would have to put it mid-range or just slightly above average. So either, you know, worth watching once in theaters or on DVD or borrow from a friend never return it unless so offered. You know, it's, So you'd be it, offered, what would you be offered for this movie? In, in the this, RV from death. The RV of death. Yes. Or Terry Hatcher's wig. Well, it, it'd be an in-between for me. You know, go to the movies and steal the RV when you see it. Car versus rug. Oh, so, make so, so pretty much you break in, you, you break, you steal the reel from the movie theater. Yeah, you know, it's the, the nice in-between range. Okay, now what would you give it out of our rating system? Now me, uh, I own it myself personally. Um, it's tough because it's the kind of movie where, yes, I do own it, but in the same sense, it's like I'm not going to watch it every single time. I'm not diehard religiously, so yeah. if I were to say it, categorize it, I would say I would probably go with the borrow it from a friend and never return it unless offered. The RV from hell? Which is how no, he Terry got Hatcher. copy. Oh, Terry that- Hatcher dancing. Dude, that's enough. This Terry Hatcher in general. Dude, yeah, Terry Hatcher in general. I don't need an RV. Hell, I can go on a freaking big wheel. Yes, but as long we as Terry know, Hatcher's if you got on it. the cool van, the chicks will come. No, but he's I, like, I want the RV. Dude, you can, <laughs> you can have a matchbox car. Terry, if, as long as Terry Hatcher comes along with the offer, I'm happy. True. So, me personally, I'm going to have to go with it's worth watching once the theaters are on DVD. It's an okay movie. It's a good buddy film, but it's not an excellent buddy film. It's not one I'll watch numerous times. I know that once I'm done watching this... I'm going to finish using it to edit to get some sound bites, then I'll never remember it for like six years. It's no John Carpenter's Big Trouble in Little China. It's no Rambo. It's no The Specialist or Demolition Man. Yeah. Don't I'm, knock me for liking not, Demolition no, Man. No, 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 I own so it. it says. I own the movie myself. I ain't bashing it. You know, like I said, personally I own it, and it's. but even still, even owning it, it's not like something I would like. This is the first time I've... Like I've watched it for the first time in like five, actually five to six years. Yeah, it's it's one yeah. of those deals. It's worth I, checking out if you like those action movies where you just have stuff going on. Worth checking out. There could be some, there are some bad things about the movie which we really didn't get into because it's it's just it's an okay movie. There's nothing really good, super good about it, or anything really super bad about it. It's just kind of in the middle. One thing that surprised me about and since this fact is like a Stallone nine like early. 80, like late 80s or early 90s movie even with Kurt Russell is the cliche catchphrases like something you would expect out of the Schwarzenegger movies or any other action movies like Seagal, Van Damme there was nothing really that caught you ground that, although there is one but I won't say nothing yet but yeah. it's the kind of movie where it's like oh my god it actually had a straight one catchphrase really well three maybe we'll, we'll talk about that later yeah but for the most part it was just but kind was of malign I'll be honest um remember if you alright well I think that's it. We really can't talk much more about it. We could, but it's, it's going to be one of our shorter episodes, honestly. And surprisingly, we've only talked for maybe 25 minutes, 20 minutes. Maybe more shorter ones. Yep. But for those of you who want to check out our earlier episodes, check us out at www.spyrokin.com or on fightbait.com, where you'll hear all of our interesting stuff or listen to Fightbait and all of his friends talk about poop and Jesus. 
great combination. <laughs> well, he did have a crappy way of leaving the Earth. But anyway, <laughs> you can check out any of our stuff also on Facebook under Spirekin Movie Review. We are under Google Plus under Spirekin. And if you have Twitter, Spirekin Movie. You can also email us, spirekin.gmail.com, zan at spirekin.com. As it's... Uh, you know... You it's know. all in our show notes. Also, you can call us to You leave out Rufus over here, man? He's like sitting there like, what? I don't get no play in time in this either, man? No, it's okay. I got a beer. Continue. Yes, okay. So it's that. So I guess we should get to that part we're all waiting for. And what are we talking about? We're talking about that one. That only. Tootakahija. Of Yes. So this is actually a very special one because... So what is the Dodecahedron movie? It's, it's, it is a 12-sided object, and what we're going to do is we're going to roll the Dodecahedron movies. And what lands on that's what we're reviewing in the next episode of the Spirekin movie review. But here's how it works. Since it's not a theme month, it's one of our regular episodes, we have rules. I just want to say, for the record, 12-sided thing, or whatever you just said, you got to be specific or else people going to be like, what do these guys do when they're doing podcasts, honestly? Hence, again, the homosexual fan base will probably be like, oh, I want to know! We're going to be through the roof in the Hudson Valley. Well, we will see. But anyway, so the main rule is there are 12 sides, but we only have 9 movies. Now that works is if it rolls a 10, it's going to be co-host choice. So it's going to be one of your choices. Wow. If it's not, if we roll number 11, it's going to be... <laughs> if Bird we roll, if on we rock, roll, I win. <laughs> <laughs> if oh, we, if it was only on video, but... That's another time. If we roll an 11, it is roll again. And if it's number 12, it's going to be host choice. My choice. And this is very special because this is for episode 50 of the Spirekin. We've reached 50 finally. Just pray it's not number 7. Well, well, actually, technically, this is episode 239. But that's, again, for something completely different. (laughs) Co-host choice. Co-host choice. Because I know a movie I want to do. Okay. So, hmm. So, I guess... I, you know, I haven't rolled in forever. Yes, you will roll. Oh, I get to do the dice. I'm sorry, I was talking about something else. <laughs> oh, like you didn't see that one coming. No, no, no. Okay. Roll, roll. On the die, I'm on. Okay, here we go. Here we go. Give it to me, baby. Give, 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 give. Shoot! And I can't even see that. Five. Number five, and number five is... Yes! A movie with Leslie Nielsen acting yes! like a normal human being. Yes! Two more. That's all I needed was two more. Uh, yes. And, what well, now, since you're very happy, you know, would you like to say that... Uh, you, are you being serious? No, sure, no, surely you're not being serious. I am being serious, and don't call me Shirley. Okay. If you guys haven't figured it out by now, and I'm actually, I lucked out on this one because that would have been my choice as far as co-host choice, but God bless it for just to happen to be a lucky role. Airplane, baby. Yes, this is Airplane's first film. Striker, baby. Striker! <laughs> I didn't mean that literally! You know, I just realized something. There's a black pilot, a white pilot, but no Puerto Rican pilots. Are there even Puerto Ricans in this Yes, movie? there are. Okay, good. I know there's Harry Krishna. <laughs> yes. Who get all beat up. <laughs> yes! Yes! I am so happy. But that's it for this. So I guess that's it for this episode. I mean, so for the next episode, we're reviewing Airplane. An excellent movie for our 50th episode, and hopefully we'll have fun with that. We'll see what happens. I guess that's it. Either way, I guess that's it for this episode. So with that in mind... This is Rufus, and my favorite quote is... Downtown Clown versus Beverly Hills what? <laughs> All the news is fit to print. I don't understand you. You make a shitload of money. You dress like a banker. What are you doing this for? Action. Action? 
good old American action. If you really want to stare death in the eye, you should have gotten married. <laughs> is that a proposal? Well, this is Baz, and my favorite quote is, Who the fuck do you think you are? He thinks he's Rambo. Rambo is a pussy. And this is your host, Zahn, for the Spark and Movie Review. And for this movie, Tango and Cash, my favorite quote is going to be... Now what? Okay, no problem. We jump to those wires, slide down the other side, and we're home free. That's your plan? Yeah. We're gonna fry. You don't know anything about electricity, do you? No. As long as you're only touching one wire, and you're not touching the ground, you don't get electrocuted. Right? I don't know. I don't either. I know I owe you from back there. Uh-huh. So you can go first. Uh-uh. Uh, so that's it. We're Gonsville. Catch you next time. Real badass cops. You don't look so tough now, do you? Do you? You fuck. Oh, come on. That's oh, what you're saying. He must, mean you. he must mean you. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Real badass cops. You must mean you. My second favorite definitely oh, come on. Than you. you broke
plan B? Can I talk to you for a minute? Not now. I'm busy. Just, just a second, please. Seriously. I mean, you're getting a little radical here, aren't you? What's radical? Blowing a man's head off with a fucking hand grenade is a touch much, don't you think? You got your way, I got mine. You know, I'm kind of glad you didn't want to talk, Rakeem. You know that? Let me just shoot him in the goddamn leg. He'll talk. I don't want the leg. I want the whole package. Maybe he doesn't know anything, okay? I don't really care. What do you mean you don't care? What the fuck is this? You're a cop. Look, I was a cop. But because of this dirtbag and his friends, we're on the run. No, it's payback. That's enough. I mean it. Is it? You. Did you? I heard you were a fucking Section 8. And I didn't believe all that weird sadistic bullshit I heard you pull, but you are, man. You're for real! If you don't want to get sticky, get back. Dun, 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 dun. You got it, sicko. You blew it big time, pal. This asshole's out of control, and I can't stop him. But I'm not going down for this tango. I mean it. You're on your own. I'm out of here. Don't forget the right! You are my vote for the Psycho Hall of Fame, asshole! You got it! You really do look like shit in a ponytail. No. no I'm sorry. Bye bye, Bray. Bye, baby. I don't want to hear it. Perret! The kid you want, Perret. He's Perret. Who the hell is Perret? The bloke with me in prison. He's the governor. Yeah, where's he now? Where's the governor? The desert, right? Go after you. Think he's telling the truth? I don't know. But it's not raining, and he's standing in a puddle. Disgusting. You know, Potato Head, you just fell for the oldest routine in the book. Bad cop? Worst cop. <laughs> Did you sleep with my sister? Oh, I don't believe you. Did you bump uglies with my sister? <laughs> Did you? I was so 